A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. What's up? I'm Dick Machinko. That was a dab there for those at home who are listening. Yeah. You only use one arm. That's, doesn't, I don't think that counts. Well, I'm trying to take better care of myself. Okay. I nearly threw my back out the other day. Oh, God. So I've just got to be careful. Who are you? Sort of, you need to warm up. I'm 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 Peter. Peter. Peter Austin. Well. So when you say Dick Machinko, it makes me want to include my surname because it sounds weird that you're like, I'm Dick Machinko, and I'm like, I'm, I'm Dick. Peter. Well, we can do that again. Hello, welcome to Triple Jump Podcast. I'm Dick. I'm Peter. Excellent. There we go. Uh, this is a video game podcast where we talk about video game stuff. It's not an athletics podcast, even though the YouTube algorithm may tell you that it is. Um, we do have a sponsor for today's show. We, we do rely on them, Peter, don't mm-hmm. we, to, we do. to sort of uh, allow us to do the show for you every week. Um, Peter has the ad read in front of him now. I do, yeah. It's right here. Um, thank you to today's sponsor, uh, Fontaine's Fisheries. Oh. Mm, smells delicious. No, this is all the tagline. This is mm, all written in there. Smells delicious. No, it's not fish. It's not for eating. It's uh, the new fragrance for women. Oh. Oh, lovely. Oh, Fontaine's what's that? Your sm- fishery. Oh, oh, lovely, lovely Fontaine. Oh. Oh, what do you wear to bed, Marilyn? Just a couple of drops of Fontaine's Fisheries. Nice. Mm. Is that sort of, does it sort of maybe have some kind of fish plasmids stuff in there possibly yeah um have we had i feel like we might have had a sponsor from rapture already i can't I, remember I'm, I'm not sure maybe not yet possibly maybe the airline that crashed into the sea oh, yeah maybe that sounds like the kind of company that would sponsor well now that we've talked them up you know you, you you think about sort of wishing things into existence fishing things into fishing existence, things into yeah. existence perhaps they'll be the sponsor next week now that we've actively called them out true um what are they called rapture airlines i don't know probably until um, then it's quite it's fortunate really that rapture airlines just happened to crash land on top of rapture isn't it exactly uh, until then if you want to smell great f- fragrance for her or him or him but it's actually for her yes fontaine's fisheries mm, smells de- delish deficient deficious smells mm. deficious smells deficient, deficient. <laughs> Mm, fishes. Yeah, yeah. That's their that's their phrase. Ba 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 ba. Their fishes. That's another one. Mm. They've got loads of slogans, haven't they? Yeah, they've got too many. Ba 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 fish. You should that's see one. their their lorry is just covered in strap lines. Yeah. Not made from wheat, made from fish instead of bix. It's exactly. What's that then? Yeah. Have it your fish. Yeah. Uh, excellent. I can't what think fish? of any more. Question mark. <laughs> fish. I could do this all day. Yeah. I kind of want to just keep doing it. Mad about fish. Hmm. Um. I'm trying to think of. Have a break. Have a fish. There any more? Uh, every every fish helps. Kids and grown-ups love it so that the happy world of fish. <laughs> Question one. Mm. Uh, we were lying about that, by the way. That was a lie that we just told you. What uh, that sponsor? We don't rely on those sponsors to support us. We rely on our very lovely patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump up jump up no just jump triple jump um and uh, we take the questions for the show from them we do because they've earned it and they deserve it first we turn to our wonderful discord moderator jack bradshaw jackity jack bradity bradshawly shaw that's it that's that's what his name is if you could have any developer you want to make the next star wars game who would you choose and why? Why do loads of... We've had this a lot. People put full stops in the middle of sentences when they submit questions. Um, if you could have any developer you want to make the next Star Wars game. Who would you choose who and why? Who would you choose and why? <laughs> Someone go, else has go done put it the kettle a, on. in an upcoming question, I've noticed. But anyway, uh, thank you, Jack. It's a very good question. Welcome to Grammar Corner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it, maybe it's a slightly obvious... Uh, uh, 
answer. Yeah. Uh, but Jeff Goldblum there. Jeff Goldblum. Little um, cameo. I I would love if if Amy Hennig's Star Wars game just came back. Yeah, so, ragtag. Yeah, ragtag. Visceral game. And that was being made by Visceral. But, I mean, I guess I don't know if I can choose Visceral as an option, given that... I'm wearing a Pisseral shirt. You are. Get Visceral. Get Visceral is what it says. Get Pisseral. It's it a does. Barbara Piss shirt available now at triplejo.mup forward slash shop. Um, I guess given that Visceral no longer exist, um, exist... Stop. I'll, I'll try. Uh... Maybe I could still sort of cash in on Amy Hennig's talents by giving it to Naughty Dog. <laughs> you said Amy Hennig's talents. talents. Here she comes, the big eagle, Amy Hennig. Yeah, have you ever noticed they always, when they film Amy Hennig, Amy Hennig it's always from sort of here upwards, so you can't yeah. see the claws that she's got. And she's wearing a face mask, so you can't see her beak it's because very, she's a bird. She is. It's very difficult to to write a story when you've got talent. She like does that. exceptionally well. She's got great talent. Yeah, with her. She, Britain's got talent with her beak and yeah. Amy Amy Heron. <laughs> Shut up. Right. Um, yeah. Ju- I mean, this is purely because Ragtag sounded good, and uh, I kind of wish that it had been made. Yeah. But, uh, who was working on thirteen thirteen? Uh, oh goodness, no! I couldn't That's tell you either. I can look it up. While that was you... a pre pre Disney acquisition. It wasn't was it? That yeah was, uh, that one. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we're all in kind of agreement that EA has dropped all of the balls, man. Every single one with Star Wars so far. Maybe um, maybe Jedi Fallen Order will be good. Maybe it'll oh, yeah. be fine. That I don't think it'll demo be bad. Looks but a bit better. It does. It looks better than what they showed off. Yeah, for for sure. Uh, I've got a few suggestions here. I think back in the day. Bioware, I think, were going to make a Star Wars game. Right. And then they couldn't get the license, so they made Mass Effect. And that was oh. pretty good. And a, and a Star Wars game in that style would be amazing. Absolutely. Not so much current day Bioware. They're not really what they used to be. No. A lot of key staff have left, and, and they're all they're all signed off with stress. Yeah. And they're all sad because EA and Anthem, and that's a bit of a bummer, really. Um, I would also posit that... Perhaps one of the current Call of Duty developers could make a really good slick uh, Star Wars game. No, no, no sabers. No, 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 jetties. no, no, no jetties, No force force powers. But if you wanted a Rogue One style experience and yeah. you wanted a first person shooter, you can't really ask for much better in terms of bombastic, over the top. I know they haven't done a campaign for for a year, but when they do, but when they do, it's always good. ridiculously over the top. That'd be perfect for Star That's Wars. That's a very good shout. Sledgehammer Games, Infinity Ward, the other one, Treyarch, obviously Treyarch. Treyarch. I love Treyarch; they're great. Um, just think how one. I think the only piece of Star Wars literature I've ever read, mm-hmm. oh yeah, is one that was retconned when Disney acquired. Uh, because the, it's kind of ridiculous. Because it's ridiculous, and it's canon, or it was canon. It was called Death Trooper, and it was an actual zombie book with Han Solo and Chewbacca in it, where an Imperial Star Destroyer got overcome with some illness, and it was just full of zombies. Zombie and Stormtroopers. Zombie Stormtroopers, and it's it was amazing. It was a great book. You can still get it, but it it it's... It's not canon anymore, so what's the point? But if Treyarch were involved, you could have a zombies mode. Oh, you could. In in the Star Wars game, Zombie and it troopers. would just be reskinned, basically. Yeah. But I'd play it. That'd I be would. amazing. With all the different weapons and stuff. Yeah, yeah that'd be awesome. The blasters and so on. Uh, it was LucasArts, obviously, who developed oh, 1313. Right. Okay, and, well. well, they didn't develop it, did they? They didn't get very far. Unfortunately not. Yeah. Um, I've also put here Gearbox, I think, would... I mean, this is just sort of me just applying a Star Wars skin to games I already like. Right. I think Borderlands, but with with Star Wars or even if you wanted a brand new take on it Insomniac I think would give it a good run yeah um, I mean they do good they stuff seem to be able to turn their hand to anything yeah you know, but whether it's a 3D platformer or a, uh, well I was going to say a shooter actually you know maybe not they have some history in shooters FPSs but not ooh ooh Sorry, yeah, that's why I didn't touch it. I just touched Peter's microphone because he was a little far away and it just, just lean fell into it. there we go lean back we'll just see if that if that makes it to the end there we go. That's nice. That's a good yeah. One. Insomniac seem to be able to sort of try various different things and, mm-hmm. and get it pretty pretty right. They're pretty they're a pretty radical bunch, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Free radical. Free radical. Rip. Uh, Dick. Peter, you did get it right. You've only you've only got a couple of weeks left. Yeah, I know. You're doing great. Uh, we've got a, a cooting edge segment coming up now. No. Yeah. Cooting edge. Yeah. Um, you may remember we we have done this. Once or twice previously. Okay. So you're going to have to try and think hard about what the format was. Yeah. It's called What We Play In. Who? Dick. Peter. We play video games. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. I want to know 
which video games, game or games, are you playing at the at the present time? Oh, well, I'm, I'm playing two video games, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, it's been the same for the past like month or so. Yeah. So sorry, everyone, but um, we got a Crash Team Racing tournament that uh, kicks off. I think tonight, mm-hmm. at the time of release of the podcast, that's Saturday night. Yeah. It will run for seven days. The final will be next Saturday, and uh, we already know who wins. Yeah. But as a result of that, obviously, we've been playing some Crash Team Racing, which is great. Yeah. Uh, and another fantastic thing is that the Grand Prix has started. It has. In in Crash Team Racing. This is, I, I kind of, I think I now understand the big allure of of seasons mm-hmm. uh, in Battle Royale games, like yeah. Fortnite and stuff. Never really got the attraction. But now, every 30 days, it seems there's going to be a new Grand Prix. Yeah. I didn't really... I don't think they did the best um, sort of job describing how the Grand Prix works mm-hmm. in the trailers. And the it was just complicated images with yeah. like loads of stuff on it. Basically, for 30 days... There, there's a load of unlockables that you can get. There's three tiers, bronze, silver, and gold. And as you get more points from doing challenges, mm-hmm. uh, that bar fills up and fills all the way up and you finish the bronze tier and then you start the silver tier and so on. Um, and across this bar are various unlocks. There are characters, there are carts, there are customization things. Yep. But certain objects within that will give you a boost to these, I think it's nitro points is mm-hmm. what they're called. Yeah, that's right. You get a boost to the nitro points depending on what you've got equipped. Mm-hmm. So currently I have one of the new races, I have one of the new carts, and I have one of the new sets of wheels. Mm-hmm. And combined, I have a 30% increase of the nitro points earned. So it encourages you to play with stuff that you don't normally use. It's an interesting way of doing it, yeah. Yeah, and it has daily challenges, weekly challenges, um, and like some pro-level challenges as well, all with varying different things. So there's... You don't have to play online for this stuff, which yeah. is nice. There is a lot of stuff you can do offline, on your own, which is good. Mm-hmm. And you've got 30 days to grind your way through getting all of the races and all of the unlocks. And I think that's great. I think it's awesome. I, I got up to the silver tier last night just messing around. Oh, nice. And uh, I got Torna now. Yeah. And I got one of the, the trophy ladies from the first game. The, Can't the remember what she's girls. called. The, um, the scary, frightening umbrella women. Yeah. Um. I think it's fantastic. I think it's really good. Have you had a chance? I've not yet. No. Um, I mean, I I was doing a bit of an edit last night after hours. So uh, I got home at, I don't know, 8, 8 p.m. or something. And that Look point, at this hardworking just, boy. Oh, yeah. Just slaving away, making it, making it all that premium content for you. <laughs> um, and But then by, by the time I got home, I just thought, I'll have something to eat and just kind of go to bed. But I really wanted yeah. to. I'm looking forward to like when we can finally, well, when I can finally just sit down and have a really long session on it. You're going away this um, weekend again, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I am. Allowed. So I can't play this weekend. Universe doesn't want him to play it. Uh, tonight, me and you are like recording something from home, aren't we? Which? Oh yeah, God, yeah. That's there's my evening gone. Yeah, never um, mind. And tomorrow, I'm I'm traveling on the train home. So uh, all the way, all kinds of stuff. So, uh, but yeah, um, that was. I was going to probably bring Crash Team Race into what we play in as well. So yeah. that's convenient that we've sort of d- double. We've uh, tag teamed it, crash tag team. Oh, don't talk to me about that terrible game. <laughs> um, but I think it's it's very exciting that, like you say, I I finally kind of understand what seasons are now, or or what you know the 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 point of it, how how it works. Is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the idea that you know. I don't know how long they're going to be introducing new races in every season. Maybe mm. they'll get to a point where they're like, okay, that's all the races we had now. There's five but in this one. Yeah, there's five in this one. A whole team, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, up up in the, in the upcoming season is sort of the baby team. So Baby Crash, Baby Coco. Oh, wow. I baby didn't know Cortex, that. And Baby T, the little dinosaur from uh Okay, I like, the, I like the dinosaur one. Yeah. I like that one. And um, the season after that, Spyro. It's the Spyro Grand Prix. Spyro also, one thing we didn't mention, there is a new track available just right now. Oh, yeah. You can just go and race on. And it's good. It's a good track. There's a couple of them, I think. There's three. Oh, are there? As far as I'm aware. There's one that's available currently. I don't know if you have to unlock the rest, oh, but okay. there's there's one there's one now that's just been patched into the game. You can just play it. You don't right. have to unlock it or anything. It's just there. So okay. that that's awesome. That's their first, I'm assuming, original track, mm-hmm. which is really good. Yeah. It's a great track. Yeah, it's good stuff. Based on uh, pr- again, it's based on previous games in the series, which is awesome. Is it? Oh, yeah, that's cool. Um, so uh, it's like from from Crash 3's time 
time exploits. Let's do the time time warp. Time yeah. warps, yeah. Mm. Um, but what most excites me is that given that there's five unlockable characters this in this Grand Prix, there's like at least four, possibly five in the baby season coming up. Does that mean that not only will Spyro be unlockable in Spyro season, but maybe four other Spyro characters? That would be nice. It I seems a bit of a stretch. But, Sparks. Um, Sparks. Sparks just... Hunter, maybe. Oh, God. Um, New Hunter. Sexy Tauna. No, oh, not Alora. Alora, that's the one. She's got some she's, serious she's, she's the sexy one from... From from Spyro as opposed to the sexy girl. one from yeah. from Crash Bandicoot. The and they're one, all anthropomorphic. They are. They're all super just hot weird animal yeah. people. Uh, uh, you got you had a full size poster, didn't you? Sent to you last year, a full size torn full size. not torn. I keep forgetting her name. Alora yeah, poster, I did, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. You took it home. It's framed now. Uh, it's, a where, it's at the end of his bed. Where I put that? Yeah, I put it at the end of my bed. Mm-hmm. That would be weird. Like standing upright, just in a frame at the end of my bed. Yeah. Well, I oh, mean, you mean on the wall at the end yeah, of the bed. Yeah. Not just sort of like weirdly balanced at the foot. No, of the so bed. she's always watching you on the bed. Yeah. No, that that would be weird, Peter. That would be weird. You've got it in your bedroom wall. That's normal. That's not weird. No, I've got it on the ceiling above the bed, so yeah. I can look up at her as I sleep. Always. Uh, so that's that's crash covered. Yes. Brilliant. Uh, besides that, I've uh, I finished off the DLC for. Uh, the Fight for Sanctuary, which was the free uh, add-on that bridges the story between Borderlands 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just really, really bloody good value for money, Peter, I tell you what. Yes. Because it's free. Um, but it, <laughs> it just goes on for ages. There's loads of great dialogue. Fairly typical Borderlands design in that some of the side quests are, are a bit... They're a bit busy work. They're, they're worth it for the story and the dialogue, but it's a lot of them are, hey, can you go and talk to this person? damn, they don't have what I need. How about this person? Right. This person, this is going to require you to go back to one of, in fact, every single one of the five new areas we've added. You've just got to go there and fight all the enemies again. Have fun. Okay. It's like, ah, it's a little tedious, but you know what? I forgive you. It was free and it was fantastic. So, great. yeah, really good. Uh, what I was going to bring to what we play in until I realized that there's a new season of CTR to talk about was uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah. I'm streaming that. Uh, the PS1 version that's mm. uh, going on my Monday streams. I'm going to do at least one more session of that, possibly finish the whole game. Um, sorry, was that? I thought your phone just went off then. No, um, I wouldn't. Uh, I would never take a personal call during such an important, <laughs> such an important thing that we're doing. I thought there was going to be a cut there, so I'm sort of awkwardly. No, it's fine. There's no cut, and and I don't even want to look for this point in the video. So I'm just sort of talking over it, so I don't have to cut it out. Really? We're, we're making light of it right now. That's what we're doing. Okay. We're we're making a joke about it. It's Alora calling me, Peter. Hello. She wants to talk to you. It's Alora. She said, "I heard you took my poster down because your fiance felt uncomfortable." <laughs> my fiance loved it. <laughs> Did she, was, she? She was all for it. Excellent. Uh, anyway, PS One, Star Wars: The Phantom Menace. It's really janky and weird, but I I love it for being like that. I got stuck on that game for so long. Did you? Mm-hmm. Do you remember what you were doing? Uh, I think I was in Naboo. Yeah, oh, and that's so hard. There was there was a bit where you have to jump between platforms, and I think the camera angle prevented me from properly seeing where I needed to go, yeah. and so I just hit a dead end, and I stopped for ages, and then I was just messing around on it, and I eventually found where I needed to go. I think I got to the end, though. I remember fighting Darth Maul, oh, yeah. where it was basically him just spinning his lightsaber round and round, and me spinning my lightsaber round and round as well. Yeah, just whacking each other with lightsabers. Basically, if you go in with more health than him, you're probably just going to win. Like, There's no nuance to it. It's just, do I have enough health? Do I have above... 72% 72% or Hang on, there's there's some sort of Gatling gun in here. I'll use this on Darth Maul <laughs> yeah. instead. Uh, so that's fun. That's the other thing I'm playing. But um, Excellent. Very good. We've got a question here yes. from someone with two first names, Ben. Dick, do you want to read it? Sorry, uh, d- I read the first one. You, you're welcome to take this one. If oh, you're, you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. This is from Robert James. Two first names. Two first names. Have you reluctantly played a game, then ended up loving it more than the games you used to hold as your favorites? 
if it was a new genre to you, did it turn you on to similar games? In brackets, it says, Near Automata, or Automata, is so good, I might try Dark Souls. Thank you, Robert, or James. Or James, yeah. James Robert. You, I mean, you absolutely should play Dark Souls, full stop. It doesn't, doesn't matter if you enjoyed Near or Automatoes yeah. uh, or not. Dark Souls is worth playing. Uh, are there any games that sort of blew, took your breath away? Um, I don't know. I'm sort of trying to think of one right now. So if you want to go first. Okay, well, I've got a couple that I can talk about. I know for a fact, based on a previous conversation, that I, I believe you're in agreement with me, at least on this one, mm-hmm. Oblivion. When I first saw Oblivion being played for the first time, yeah. I I could not believe that it, it existed. Right. I, I was at my friend's house. He had a 360. He picked a, a, a flower, like some kind of plant. He just picked it up off the floor, and then it was in his inventory, and then it was gone from the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't believe it. It, it, it. it absolutely blew my mind. Yeah. And it didn't release on PS3 for a considerable amount of time after that. And even then... Um, the PS3 hadn't even launched at that point, right. so I didn't even have a PS3. And so I desperately went around trying to find games like The Elder Scrolls yeah. to play. I played Untold Legends on PSP. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of other really crap RPGs on PS2, like Western fantasy RPGs. Right. And I, just nothing, nothing scratched that itch. But I, I tried. Like, I tried a lot of games mm-hmm. to try and fill that void, to try and get something similar and then when it eventually came out, I was, I was just it destroyed my life. Yeah, for a so long that's time. sort of got you onto onto RPGs. Yeah, that, Western. I'd say Western, Western RPGs. RPGs. I never really played Western RPGs. I liked Final Fantasy, but I never really played anything outside of that. Mm-hmm. So that that one for sure. Okay, um, I mean, yeah, like I, I guess that that would count in a in a certain respect, but I I certainly didn't play that reluctantly. You know, that oh, was I part see. Of, part of the oh, question. Okay. So the like, qualifier. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think if there's anything I thought like, oh, I'll give this a go. I guess like um I I sat down and played uh uh Call of Duty 2, mm-hmm. the campaign mode. Um I'd been playing like multiplayer at a friend's house a fair bit and I wasn't really into FPSs that much and I kind of thought, yeah, all right, like I'll play it cuz it's a multiplayer game, like split screen, local split screen we can play on one TV, so that's convenient. We'll play that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he lent it to me, and he was like, oh, do the campaign. It's really good. And I was like, uh, all right, then. I loved that campaign so much. Um, you, It takes place across, like, three or four, I think four, including, I think you play as the Germans at one point as well. Okay. Um, but certainly three allied teams. You play as, like, different soldiers. Um, but it is that kind of thing we've talked about in a previous podcast where there's a, a bunch of soldiers who come with you um, on like repeated missions and right. you kind of feel like I really hope he doesn't die I really yeah. hope he doesn't die um, I remember playing as the British team there's this like guy with a big ginger sort of chin strap called McGregor I remember it really vividly and they were fighting out in I think Tunisia and uh, I remember getting like close to the end of the the British segment of the campaign thinking it's, it's crunch time McGregor <laughs> please don't die on me you've saved my skin so many times I want you to live Yep. And uh, from that point on, I think I was a lot more open to playing like first-person campaigns. Mm, um, okay, y- you know, I'd o- I'd always been like happy enough to play it for multiplayer, but like, you know, I was like, yeah, okay, maybe these these single-player games can be good. They're not just mm. like mindless, senseless right. gun fests. You know, that's fair. I have um I have a similar one mm-hmm. with Persona Four Golden. Oh yeah, which was recommended to me for so long and had been out on PlayStation Vita for a little while, and I went on holiday with my family and I took my Vita with me and I had Persona 4 Golden and I think Virtua Tennis World Tour or something right. like that. So I created my Virtua Tennis because I, I didn't want to start this massive game mm. potentially because I'd heard a lot about it but I was like, I, I, could, I could very well hate this. Um, so I started up Virtua Tennis World Tour created my because i i was creatively bankrupt apparently created andy murray but misspelled murray oh, didn't dear. didn't put the a in at the end so it's just marie marie Mar- like curry marie yeah and uh, and played that and just kept playing it kept playing it until i hit a brick wall basically of progression and then i still kept playing it and then i was like okay fine right. fine i'll play this other i'll game give then. this other game a go and it just completely Took your breath away. Boom, boom. Yeah, it was it was amazing. And it, I played it all the time for the rest of the holiday. A- Any time we went anywhere, I was playing it in the car. Mm-hmm. I was just I was just playing it constantly. And then 
it took over my life. And yeah. once I finished it, there was a huge void there where it once filled because just like you and McGregor, mm. you and Mag Me you and you, Peter and McGregor, yeah, uh, <laughs> there was there there was a camaraderie there between the characters. And I was like, I feel like these guys are my real friends. I don't want them to go. I don't want this to end. So I started Persona Three, and that was good. Mm -hmm. um, it also got me to give anime a try. Oh, yeah. Because I watched the Persona 4 anime, or the Persona 4 animation, as it's called, and it was excellent. And mm -hmm. I was like, this is great. You know what? Maybe I've discovered anime. And then I watched another anime, and I thought, actually, no. No, never screw, mind. Screw this. I, maybe I was misled. Yeah. Anime is not for me. Never mind. Uh, but Persona 4 anime, though, really good. Mm -hmm. And so that that's sort of tangentially there, I think. Yeah. Uh, it made me try an anime, which I'd never thought I would do and have never tried since. Right. So there we go. Well, that's good. I mean, yeah, I've, there's not like a, a great deal of, of answers I can give for that question because I think I'm quite stubborn. Mm -hmm. And therefore, if there's a game that you could say reluctantly I, I would play, I just probably wouldn't play it in the first right. place. Yeah. So I, I tend to only really play stuff where I'm like, yeah, I want to play this. So uh, mm -hmm. I'm probably missing out on a lot of these sort of epiphany moments where I'm like, oh, I've given this weird genre a go that I don't really that have any interest in and actually i want to play loads more of it so i'd say it doesn't really happen so much anymore because yeah. every game that comes out is so heavily publicized that if you're going to find something unique and interesting that you wouldn't expect to find mm. it's probably going to be an indie game and it's probably not going to last that long yeah there's probably not going to be another one for years mm -hmm. and so i think you're far more likely to stumble across that stuff even 10 years ago than you are now yeah just because sort of mid-tier games don't really exist yeah and you kind of know how you feel about triple a games before they come out really. yeah and you know you yeah you just know what what they're going to be so mm -hmm. you can kind of make up your mind whether you're going to like it or not so yeah. absolutely well thank you james robert james robert james uh, it, uh something feels a little off in here it does a bit, oh. a bit unusual bit um weird. A bit weird. Weird. it's time for it's weird, weird news. news oh my god mother's day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones blue nile has something she'll adore need it fast most items can ship overnight Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I've crinkled my papers. Oh, no. Well, that's what you get for being so rough about your weird news. Yes, it is. Uh, I've got a weird thing to talk about today. Have you? I was actually a bit spoiled for choice. I had two. Uh, but fortunately, one of them only came out today, so it'll still sort of qualify for next week. So I'll, I'll bring that along. Spoiled for choice. Really? Yeah, so much weird stuff happening. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. This is from PC Gamer. Uh-huh. And they say... Once it loads. Once it loads. This is by Wes Fenlon. Wes... Fenlon. Only the author, the, the writer, had loaded, so I just thought I'd give that bit of information okay. to fill the time. Sweet. This controller mod uses actual salt to rage quit games. Okay. So, <laughs> subtitle, a little salt water and an Arduino can do wonderful things, especially Arduino. when you're mad. I don't know what an Arduino is. I shouldn't oh, have started no. reading that. Neither you or I are very cultured, it seems. No, I probably didn't even pronounce it properly. We're all mad online sometimes, and the more we protest that we are not mad, the madder we surely are. And so the modder, Eric, 
And so Modder, Eric, <laughs> yes. not the Modder, <laughs> who runs the YouTube channel Insert Controller here, has built a controller for all of us. When you get so salty that you can't stand another second of your stupid team mm -hmm. in Overwatch or that stupid sniper who keeps shooting you in the head, you can literally pour some salt into a glass of water to quit the game. This is how mechanical <laughs> engineers write poetry. Wow. So there's a demonstration video of it. Basically, there's just this little chip thing inside a glass of water, a little cable coming out of it, which is hooked up to the computer, and he's just got one of those massive tubs of table salt, mm -hmm. and he just pours it into the glass, and then the game just pauses, goes down to quit, presses X or wow. whatever, goes to yes, presses X, and the game quits. That's amazing. It's fantastic. <laughs> The above video shows off this work of art. The trick is that adding salt to the water lowers the electrical... Let me put my glasses yeah, a little sorry, bit hang on. further up my nose. Mm -hmm. uh, lowers the uh, electrical resistance, making it a better conductor, which can be detected by a couple of screws in the glass attached via wire via wire to an Arduino micro microcontroller. Microcontroller. Arduino. Arduino. Uh, when a change in resistance is detected, the microcontroller sends a command via USB and rage quits on the spot. Fantastic. Eric, unfortunately, doesn't show off the code required to make the Arduino port. It's fake. That's unfortunate. It's all fake. I really wanted the source code. Um, <laughs> but it's fairly simple programming, says the writer of this oh. article. Um, and some of the functions are found on his website. Um, he's uh, he's he's uh, done all sorts of other weird stuff, including a 2-2 motion controller for Smash Bros. Ultimate okay. and the TF2 Nerf minigun. Um, I think he just sort of makes interesting controllers and peripherals and things like that. But uh, mm. So check him out, insert controller here, and thank you PC Gamer for that write-up of a slightly weird news story. That is a weird news story. Yeah. I imagine it would be, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't even know how to start putting that together, but I I would imagine that he's just coded something that presses those button inputs. Yeah, the moment it gets. Once the, yeah, once the signal's able to get there or something. Once, mm. once there's a prerequisite amount of sodium, I don't know. It does say in the uh, article that uh, it's actually a, a sort of a, a drawback that it uses the menu to quit because real rage quit is just all F4 is what it says. Right. So it should just send out an all F4 should. Uh, command. Just instead. shut down the computer. Yeah. So it, should, it should smash your, your screen for you. Okay, Alexa, blow up my house. <laughs> Confirm. You ready for mine? Hmm. This is from Game Revolution. They're not the only people to report on this, but they were the first one I googled. Okay. Here we go. Mm. Instagram pause... I've already messed it up. Never mind. Moving on to the next question. Instagram pause. Instagram cosplay model Belle Delphine sells gamer girl bathwater for $30 a jar. But, uh, what? Actual... Instagram cosplay model Belle Delphine sells gamer girl bathwater for $30 a jar. But is that is that a, a term for something or is it actual bathwater? Well, we'll find out. Are you ready to take this journey with me? If it's actual bathwater, I will be unhappy. I'm hoping it's a new fragrance for her. Or something. Like fish from yeah, uh, Fontaine exactly. Fishery. Okay. Instagram cosplay model Belle Delphine has thought up an inventive way to earn some cash on the side. Oh God, selling used <gasps> gamer girl bathwater. Oh my God. Delphine, real name Belle Kirshner, has advertised the unusual product on her Instagram account, along with launching it on her official store. The bathwater is selling for a whopping $30 per jar. Jesus. With Delphine even poking fun at the product in a comment beneath her Instagram post advertising it. This is what generation you guys are in, she wrote, where girls sell their own bath water. Just let that sink in. Oh, God. Cool. Delphine, who has a sizable following of over 3.8 million Instagram Jesus. followers, previously courted controversy after setting up a fake Pornhub account. After telling her fans that she would create a Pornhub account if one of her photos received over 1 million likes, she celebrated hitting that milestone by posting a series of misleading videos on the pornography site. One, like what? What? In one what way? such video okay. titled PewDiePie Goes All the Way Inside Belle Delphine saw her eating a photo of the Swedish YouTuber. Oh, I saw him do some sort of like response to that and I didn't know what it was. I think, uh, some, yeah. Well, there we go. Okay. So this is the Instagram post here. There she is sat in the bath 
holding a controller in one hand. Is that the jar? And there's the jar. That's tiny. It's a tiny jar. I thought for $30, I mean, you're going to get like a... What, like a gallon of bath water? You, well, I, I don't think I value is the... I don't think value is the important Actually, bit here. the more that you get, I think the more of a raw deal you've had. Yes, it's far worse. Yeah. Uh, the comment underneath here is, I am now selling my bath water for all you thirsty gamer boys. Oh, no. With the emoji of the water droplets. Oh, now Belle is back on the grift with the reaction to her new venture generating a mixture of bemusement and appreciation for the Instagrammer's unashamed hustling. I mean, yeah. How can we compete? Tweeted the energy drink company G Fuel. <laughs> <laughs> the Gamer Girl bathwater does come with a warning on its product page. Bottled while I'm playing in the bath. This really is bathwater. Playing in the bath? Yeah, I think playing games, I hope, oh, okay. in the bath. Right. The product's description reads, Disclaimer, this water is not for drinking and should only be used for sentimental purposes. I'm sorry, Belle, but <laughs> someone's going to be doing some awful stuff with that bath water. No, I don't think sentimental. I think more like seminental, probably. Excellent. Thank you. Highbrow. Yeah. Considering the kind of person who would willingly buy a product called Gamer Girl bath water, we're unsure if that warning will be heeded. Yeah. Still, kudos to those with the cash to splash on a stranger's bath water. We're not sure if that's something they'd want to share with their friends and family, but at least it comes in a nice looking jar. Oh <laughs> and that's God. the end of the article. That's a great write-up. Thank you, Game Revolution. It is. Um, yeah, so... Do you know the, the worst thing about this? <laughs> What's the worst thing about the Gamer Girl bathwater, Peter? She's sold out. Is she really sold out? She sold out of bathwater. Peter told me just before we started recording that he did he did hear about this, unfortunately. Yeah. We give each other a vague idea of what to avoid, and I said bathwater yesterday. And I, I so I deliberately was going to avoid all bathwater related Set stories. Set up keyword censoring bathwater. Then I got home and like one of the first things that my fiance said to me was like, "Have you heard about this <laughs> whatever her name is?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, what?" And she's like, "She's selling her bathwater." Everyone's and, talking about it. Yeah, and uh, so I thought I'd react. I, 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 you did a great job. Well, I did, and then I was hoping at the end you'd go. And it's now sold Best out. Best of all, Peter, it's sold out, but you didn't. And I think the audience deserved to know that it's sold out. It has sold out. What I would How like do you sell to know out is a bath water. Just have another bath. Well, that's the thing. How are they going to know that it's a, a gamer girl has been in it? Yeah, you're you right. could literally just just do that, right? Have you seen Orange Is the New Black? Mm -hmm. When they when they have the sort of the prison business selling uh, prisoners panties. Oh yeah. And in the end, they just start like getting clean panties and rubbing them on various kitchen ingredients. Like, yeah. there we go, it's used now. And no one's going to know. She could just be selling you water in a jar. She could. I mean, it is that already. She's taken a publicity photo. There's no way that there are any codes or violations that she perhaps she's not meeting here yeah. by by not sitting in the bathwater before packaging playing it. Xbox or yeah. PC or whatever. You're just buying what you've been hustled, thirsty gamer boys, and she's mocking you as well yeah. while she does it. Although some people maybe are into that. We don't want to yuck anyone's yum. I am morbidly, morbidly curious as to what people are going to do with this. And I almost want to, you know, leave it a couple of weeks until people have received their jars of bathwater mm -hmm. and then just start Googling, you know... Oh, I... God, on 4chan is probably where it's all going to blow up, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, videos of I blank with... What's her name? De De Del Belle Delphine. Cara Delvine's... <laughs> Cara Delvine's eyebrows. I, uh... Bathwater, you know, it's gonna be bedlam or bathlam, yeah. bedlam, bathlam, and beyondlam, uh, yeah. possibly. Uh, let us know what you think, though, of the, of that in the in the comments, or, mm. may, or maybe don't. Maybe maybe we all just agree that we don't talk about this again, Do or maybe know, we revisit in two weeks, as you said, after we've googled what people have done with the bathwater. Depends. Do people want to know that? It's a shame we don't uh, do post some tat anymore. Oh someone my could god. Have sent us some bathwater someone could just send us some bathwater i mean I, we don't want your bathwater all due respect we don't even want hers no we don't want any i don't know why you're just distinguishing between the two. Oh, we'll have hers but not yours yeah we're not your bathwater but we'll take hers yeah anyway part of the problem uh third question question three this is from liam hammond mm -hmm. after watching peter play through plays uh, peter's playthrough of beyond good and evil and the recent talk of a prequel being released full stop what video game what what video game would you like a prequel to i would i oh god i personally would like one for the last of us seeing what joel and his brother tommy got up to until their separation mm. that would be a good one i'd be interested in seeing that as well Thank unfortunately I think The Last of Us is the kind of game where we'll probably get this sequel and mm. that will be it. Yeah, I suspect so. Uh, I'm amazed they did a sequel, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, um, so am I. So there we go. Yeah. But uh, I, think the I would be was... interested to see. 
I think the ending was too much of a question mark, though. I think if you they'd think? if they'd slight if they'd rounded it off just a tiny bit more, mm. then yeah, they, I don't think they should have. Maybe they shouldn't have even done a sequel. Actually, I'm I'm a little bit concerned that they might. You know, if they ended on such a high. This yeah. is going to have to be so good. Thing but, is, uh, I think it will be, but oh, yeah. I don't think lightning will strike thrice. No. So let's yeah. just let's just leave it there. Uh, what about you, Peter? Are there any games you would like to see a prequel to from a story? I suppose it, this question is purely, really, hmm. relating to story. Because if you want more gameplay, you can just get a sequel. You get a sequel. Uh, if you want a, a prequel, you're specifically going after more story. Origins and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I kind of... Uh, well, see, they're doing... Aren't they doing a, an Uncharted movie now? Well, there's yes. been talk of an Uncharted movie for years and years. Yeah. But now there's like a bit Tom more, Holland's on it. Yeah, Tom Holland is apparently on it, and it's like a young Drake, and it's a prequel Drake. Mm. I know we got a little bit of that in Uncharted 4. Yes. Um, I don't think I'd like to necessarily see um, more of actual young orphanage Drake, mm-hmm. but just some of his, like first exploits you know almost like a tomb raider origins kind of thing you know right so of when he really be- when he went into his like his first tomb and was just met with like so much awe and wonder because that's got to be that's you know, a big moment like his his first kind of big archaeological discovery i'm just gonna have a quick look at when uncharted golden abyss which was the vita game right when, when that was set because oh, i think yeah. that might have been before drake's fortune but i'll have because oh, okay. he was already pretty seasoned by drake's fortune the mm. first game so I'll, I'll have a look yeah, so that's kind of what I, I'm interested to know where he where he got his skills. Yeah, I've not actually played that game. I've only played the uh, the actual home console. It's fine uh, versions, but um, all right. that's something that I'd be interested in. So the story is set sometime before the events of Uncharted: Drake's Fortune. Ah. Uh, so he's got a rival in this one, right. a rival explorer, Jason Dante. I can't remember a single thing about that game. It was. It was fine. Okay. It was fine. But it did take place before the first game. So, yeah, even earlier that than that. Is. You're right. That would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, equally, the the story of... I know I talk about it a lot, but the story of Borderlands isn't really there in the first game. You sort of have to look quite... Beyond the immediate story of what's happening in the game, mm. it doesn't do a great job of filling you in on what came before. Okay. And since then, I've sort of pieced together from various videos and like actually paying attention to what was going on that... They this this planet Pandora was colonized and basically and I think I'll probably get a few details wrong here but it was basically run by the Dahl Corporation which are a uh, have 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 long since left because of the inhospitable nature of the planet and they flew in loads and loads of convicts and prisoners bit like Australia um, to sort of mine the planet for natural resources and that Mm. sort of thing and then when they left they then became the bandits and raiders that now okay. occupy that planet. Um, so I would be interested in a game maybe set around that time, perhaps as one of the first people arriving on Pandora and right. discovering its various horrors and going between all these little settlements that are, you know, that are just starting up. Sort of like, kind of like the New World, sort of, you mm-hmm. know, like when... Um, when when America was just getting started, you know, yeah. when they all show up and there's like little settlements and townships all over the place. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like that Indigenous in Borderlands still, right? Yeah, but you, sure, <laughs> but you, but you do see in Borderlands lots of ruined buildings and cities and like billboards that clearly used to be really nice. Like there are billboards that say "Welcome to Pandora" and they're all just tattered and exhausted and stuff. So it's almost post-apocalyptic in a world that was already post-apocalyptic, right? So I would be very interested in seeing what it looked like at its height. There's lots of ruined roads and collapsed bridges and stuff. Like, what did it look like when it was fine, mm. you know? When it was fine. In a similar note, I don't think this would work as a game because it would just defeat the whole purpose of Dark Souls and how that works. Right. But I would love to see Dark Souls, uh, like just what the Dark Souls universe looked like before it fell into ruin. Mm-hmm. Just a bustling place full of actual people. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd, that would just be fascinating. It wouldn't really work from a gameplay perspective, but I'd, I'd still love to see that. Yeah. Well, it was like a, something that I was going to suggest, but again, it actually has been done to a certain extent and also probably wouldn't make a good game unless it was set during the actual 
apocalypse sort of moment mm-hmm. um, would be Bioshock pre okay pre sort of bad times. Did you play the? Is that what you're talking so, about? Yeah, so the this DLC? has been done in the DLC of Bioshock Infinite, right? Mm-hmm. There was a, a sort of a burial at sea and mission set during the golden age of Rapture. Um, but uh, yeah, like uh, I didn't play that, um, and that's why it wasn't my initial answer. But it's super cool. It exists. That was a cool, cool bit. Yeah. Saying that pre-ruin, mm. but that—that's basically our. I suppose that's basically the angle we've taken here is pre-everything ruined. Yeah. What did it look like? I want to know. Yeah. I want to know. Thank you very much for that question, Liam. That was a good question. It's time to move on, Peter, mm. to a a ginormous. Massive discussion. It's a big discussion. Whoa. Big discussion time, mm. peeps. So peeps it's a Austin. major topic to talk about today. Yeah, what is yeah. it? Uh, it comes from Staniak the Great, mm-hmm. who says, Hi, Dick. Is it true my arm will fall off if I dab too hard? Yeah. That's true. Okay, cool. Well, you can follow us on social media. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Oh, and actually, watching. we do have another question here. Oh, yeah, it goes on for quite a while, actually, okay. isn't it? Well, well, we'll do we'll do this one, I guess. Okay, yeah, go on. A uh, smaller discussion than that. But uh, David Lever says, What do you think as regards Nintendo's recent statement against censorship, considering their past form and the stance of the other big players, especially Valve, who seem happy to let literally anything Hang around on Steam. Mm, censorship. Mm, delicious. Broadly, I don't know if you're in agreement with me here, mm-hmm. not a fan of censorship. No. I do think certain games that are too obviously hateful yeah. probably don't really deserve to be released on a platform where, I don't know, because I'm hesitant to say, as we've spoken about before, I'm hesitant to say, think of the children, because it's up to the parents, really. Mm-hmm. That's who it's up to. Um, and that's basically what Nintendo say, as we'll get to in a minute. But on the whole, I think, unless something is truly, truly egregious and yeah. horrible, uh, then let it fly, baby. Just mark it with a tag that lets people know what's in it. Yes. Yeah, so I, I think there's like kind of like a there should be I think there should be a blacklist of certain topics or themes or like types of things that should be censored because I don't really have a problem with gore for the most part like mm. if something's like really really sort of bloody and like horrible then you know that just like if you don't want to look at that then just don't look at it and likewise you know I think like swearing and like language again you know if you don't appreciate that kind of thing then just don't play the game if like you say if it's flagged ahead of time then it's fine yeah. you can make your own decisions one thing that I do think like should maybe be I don't know. It's a slippery slope because once you start censoring one thing, it's like, oh, well, what if this thing offends someone else and that offends someone else? But things where it's almost like a kind of ideology that shouldn't really be promoted, you know? Mm. So if it's like, obviously, if it's something that I think most people would accept as abhorrent, like, you know, racist or like hate speech or anything like that, then that ideally shouldn't be shouldn't be out there if, again but it depends on how how it's done you know if it's, it's a all the context thing, isn't it isn't it then you know you would accept like uh, a highbrow game based that's that's based in like you know southern usa in in the period of black segregation that's mm. going to feature people being racist and saying nasty words but because of the context it's like oh well no but i i accept you know, the, you know, the reason why this is in here. But if it's right. a game that's promoting, you know, if it's just making fun of a certain, you know, type of person because of, like, their race, and it's just, ha, look at this person. They are X, Y, Z. Then, no, don't do that. Yeah, I, I agree generally. I, it, it is, it's so difficult because then it would be on a case-by-case basis. Yeah. Because if you've got a character in a game who's just a racist and then, but he is... Or, or she, hmm. hashtag women can be racist too. Um, if they if they are surrounded by other people who are like, oh, shut up. Or hmm. even if they're the bad guy, then it it all depends on context. Yeah. If I think the problem largely here is is what most people think of is like a Steam game that's just called the racism simulator well, or something stupid of. like that. If it's part, if if there's context to the racism or to the nastiness, mm. then I think generally that's absolutely fine. It's not fine to do it in the real world, obviously, but as a piece of media, a, a, a work of fiction, if a it's to be an fine. Yeah. yeah, that's just who they are. It's that's that. I mean, again, that doesn't translate to real life, but like if it's part of a work of fiction, a part of a work of art, if mm. you will 
then then it's important that that remains untouched. But if it is purely there to offend and upset people, like it's the whole point of the game to be racist, yeah, then or that's it's full of like horrible caricatures that are there to be funny, right? Know? And then 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 no, then absolutely not. Yeah. So with that being said. Let's hear what Nintendo actually said yeah. recently. So this mm. is Nintendo President Shuntaro Furukawa, mm -hmm. I believe. Well done. Thank you. At this year's annu annual general, oh my God, annual general meeting, AGM, I could have just said that, you could have. of shareholders. Nintendo, as do third parties in their software, applies for an objective rating from third party organizations prior to release. If platform holding companies choose arbitra ar arbitrarily, God, the diversity and fairness in-game software would be significantly inhibited. We provide parental controls that can be used to apply limits. So basically they're saying that they have no intention of censoring anything. It's it's up to the developers and publishers how they want to self-regulate themselves mm. in that regard. And Nintendo will publish it all. They have a, a ratings board that provides them with a rating, as do everybody. Um, and there's parental controls that, that can be applied on the console. That's crucial, the parental controls, for sure. And mm -hmm. I think, like, parental controls, that, that deals with a lot of the controversial topics in gaming. You know, the other one is obviously um, loot boxes and stuff. Again, it's like, well, if, if you've saved your credit card on the console, then that's kind of your lookout, mummy and daddy, you know? It's yeah. just it's up to you. Um, and, yeah, likewise, I think people who have a... You know, it goes back to when GTA was like in Congress, wasn't it? I think for a time when people were Probably like debating numerous about, times. well, yeah, yeah. Um, talking about how you know this is absolutely abhorrent. Uh, this shouldn't be allowed. I think it was GTA Three when you could uh, sleep with a prostitute or mm. have a prostitute in your car and then kill her and she drops all the money. Yeah, um, it's up to you to do that. The game a, doesn't do that for you. Yeah, like number one, it's up to you to do that. So that's the player being terrible, not the game necessarily, but also. Those games are rated 18, mm -hmm. and I think by 18, someone is capable of, like, distinguishing, hopefully capable of distinguishing video game from real life. Yeah. Um, and so it does come down to parental controls. I wouldn't necessarily want my eight-year-old son playing a game where you can get a prostitute into your car and then kill her, no. but I wouldn't let him. And also, you wouldn't want to prevent anybody else who does want to do that from yeah. doing that. Just because you don't like something doesn't mean that somebody else also doesn't like that. Yeah. Um, not that I'm saying that, that people, again, it feels weird to have to qualify this, but people do get upset about this kind of stuff online. Mm -hmm. It's not like we're saying people, the people who do support that love running over prostitutes in their car. No. It just means that one person wanting little Timmy not to see it shouldn't dictate how everybody else has to perceive or receive that game. <clears throat> it's funny, though, because it is, again, like you were saying, it's kind of case by case, because while I might say in a kind of um, popular Western game like GTA, I might say, oh, well, you know, it's okay if you want to get a prostitute in your car and then kill her afterwards mm. because it's a game it's 18 plus just work it out you know it's not that bad yeah um on the other hand i'm usually pretty sickened by some of these eastern like rape sim games that exist right there's several of them i covered one like a couple of years ago i think in a, in a what culture list a long time ago um that was you you're like standing on the underground and like you just like reach up under underage girls skirts and you know i look at that and i'm like well that's terrible that's horrible mm -hmm. um but I don't know how I justify the how to distinguish that from because you know both involve a crime you know murdering a, a prostitute right uh, versus touching an underage girl mm. and uh, you know I've it's very difficult for me to say that one is worse than the other and one should be allowed and one shouldn't but I personally feel like a rape simulator I guess it's the focus though isn't it really right you know you know G GTA isn't about running over prostitutes no, yeah uh, whereas this game is about that but on the other hand. There is a market for that game, and yeah. there, there's a whole there's a whole load of developers who exclusively make games like that, even if they're not as explicit as being a rape simulator. It was called like Rape Play or something. That right, was the name of the game. I I've heard about this on other podcasts as well, and it's it's an example that I'm going to cite as well because I also reviewed this game for PlayStation Vita called Monster Mon Piece, right. where you have to rotate the the Vita like. 90 degrees so it basically looks like a touch screen mm -hmm. phone um so it's like a you know portrait mode yeah and you you have to like capture these monsters who are like very sexualized 
okay. monster girls, mm. basically, of, of unspecified age. You have to rub them, and they like being rubbed in different ways. And it's the it's just like the worst thing. I don't think it shouldn't exist, but I do think that there should be obviously parental controls to, to stop mm-hmm. children from playing that. I, it was also just a crap game. Yeah, um, I did not review it very well at all. But anyway, that was Nintendo's stance on it. It is also worth noting that Nintendo are historically child-friendly. Yeah, they are. So there's a very good chance that um, a lot of these developers and publishers just never even bothered mm. to try and get yeah, their games. But now trying? that they've said that, it'll be very interesting to see how many of these games are ported to Switch mm-hmm. and other Nintendo platforms uh, going forward. Moving over to PlayStation. So PlayStation really is it's always been marketed as sort of more of a, an adult's console. Yeah. That's always been its goal the entire time. And it really did used to be a home for all these strange, weird, niche Japanese titles. Yeah, I've jumped the gun. Um, it actually says in the notes here, um, maybe a little perverted Japanese titles. Right, exactly. Right. Like, there's an audience for them. Some people like them. And increasingly, PlayStation have been censoring things in the last sort of year or so. And mm-hmm. it's been drawing them a, a lot of ire because... There is an audience who like these games and PlayStation are going to lose that audience yeah. to, to another platform that will have them, like Steam. Nintendo maybe, or, Nintendo. or Steam, or Steam. But president of Sony Japan at Sushi Marita has said what, Peter? Uh, regarding the regulation of the depiction of content, it's simply a matter of matching global standards. Uh, as for the freedom of expression, we have to think about what might be unpleasant for children and shield them from those things, while also thinking and assessing ways to find a balance for that expression. So you kind of just, you want parental controls. They're already there. They yeah. exist on the console. Mm-hmm. Um, it's marketed. It's got uh, it's got an age rating anyway. Yeah. Further censorship is unnecessary, in my opinion. I think global standards is an interesting term there. You do have to kind of... Because there is a difference between, you know, maybe what's acceptable in Japan versus Germany versus Mm -hmm. UK versus... I know Australia uh, have... Yeah, they have some issues, don't they? They're quite sensitive with with banning things that, for the rest of the world, all get released, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And Germany as well sometimes bans stuff. There was like... Wasn't it green blood in Mortal Kombat in the German version? Oh, God, I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's, there's no, there was no Hitler, was there, in Wolfenstein? Well, no. I mean, I can kind of understand yeah, that one. Yeah, no, that does make, does make more sense. Yeah. But recently, PlayStation, you remember Super Seducer? Oh, I certainly do. The it's, dog fighting. It's ridiculously over the top. Yeah. And it, there's nothing to it, really. But that was just not released on PlayStation. It was refused classification. Mm-hmm. They've requested that Jiggle Physics be removed from certain games. Really? Uh, Devil May Cry 5, was that the one... Is it five, the one that came out this year? Yeah, I think so. Uh, that was censored too. I heard this. There was They just added like a bit of lens flare to a bit where there was some bum showing. Yeah, she wasn't even, um, it, wasn't, it wasn't even nipples or... No, it wasn't frontal. even like a, a sexual, it, it was sexualized, but yeah. it wasn't really a sexual thing. And there was outcry about that because it's like, you're, this is already an adult game on, an, on a supposedly adult focused console. Mm. And now you're nannying. A bit of people. bum is probably okay. I right. Would say. You're nannying people who are who are discerning adults who can make decisions for themselves Mm. i'm all for protecting children from from accessing content like this but there are already things set up to do that yeah i don't any further steps i think are unnecessary and they are just that they're just i don't know it's it's just almost a, a little bit insulting to people is a bit that they can't of, be trusted because yeah. or, or that someone in another country might get upset so well then localize it mm. for them yeah. or, or don't release it there but don't tell everyone how they have to have it yeah you're right um steam though steam though steam i mean steam it appears that like anything can be released on steam certainly super seducer i'm sure was probably on steam and it was on pc anyway i think probably steam um but there was that, um, do you remember that game where it's set in like a house party and you can like, um, it's got sort of a branching thing where there's like, by doing different things, it was like really bad, it was like an asset kind of flip, asset flip game. Mm-hmm. Um, you just, you're able to sleep with different girls at the party, but it's very kind of chauvinistic and, uh, right. you know, they're not treated very well. Um, just an amateur yeah. Bad game. Yeah. Really. Exactly. You know, I don't again, I don't think it just shouldn't exist, but it's also just kind of kind of awful. <laughs> you know, there's that's the thing. You can disagree with something, but there's you have to make a pretty good argument for it not to exist. Yeah. 
For example, according to Polygon, midway through last year, Valve made headlines after announcing that it would allow anything on its storefront that was not illegal or straight-up trolling. Mm. And so, and now we go to the BBC, Rape Day, a controversial game which allows players to kill and rape women, has had its release cancelled on gaming platform Steam after thousands of people signed online petitions calling for it to be banned. Yeah. So in that instance, I think it's fairly cut and dry. Mm -hmm. A game about raping women... Not okay. Never okay. Even if it's got an audience, that's the kind of subject matter and the kind of focus that really, it it should be obvious that you don't want that on your platform. Incidentally, not the same as Rape Play, which is the one I was talking about, which did make it through to at least a Japanese release. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, it's difficult. I don't know where you draw the line. I think, yeah, maybe it's partly down to what the actual focus of the game is on. So, yeah, GTA has a bunch of illicit and illegal activities in it, mm-hmm. much the same as how Rape Day, I'm sure, would have had many illegal activities in it. Yeah. But GTA is more of a focus on stealing cars, Grand Theft Auto, and, uh, you know, kind of drug cartels and things like that, rather than prostitute killing simulator 2019 you know right and that's the thing it's again it's worth noting that that steam does have a system for uh for for keeping these kind of products away from young younglings Mm -hmm. it's it's marked as an adult only title which means that you can't see it unless you're logged into steam and have opted to see games of that nature in your feed they've also pulled a school shooter game in the past due to public pressure the thing is these games aren't there's a big difference these games aren't being censored they're just being refused release on a certain platform true someone could sort of self-publish it if they wanted to right and they i think they did say that they were going to try and find that the the developer of of rape day was going to try and find somewhere else to to release it but i think what it all boils down to as we've said already is context Mm -hmm. um if your game is all about something awful I mean, I don't know if it should be censored, but it should certainly probably not be released on certain platforms. Yeah. And if your game features that stuff, I don't think it should be censored as long as it's as long as it makes sense within the context of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's a it's not always as cut and dry as this is a game where you rape women. Yeah. And that, obviously that is no. You just, no just that's not going to be allowed. No nobody should want to play that. I I can't see that having any artistic merit whatsoever. No. But censoring games, for example like Devil May Cry because there's a bum shot at some point, that's just babysitting adults and that's just so unnecessary. Yeah, but those unfortunately those two things are at far ends of the spectrum and in the middle there's a a huge gray area. Yes. A, a blurred line if you'll pardon the horrible. Oh god, horrible yeah, pun. what a horrible song to go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it but it is blurred lines in in so yep. much as where where do you draw that line you know mm. like what about um, I don't know if there any if uh, Steam allow this but I don't know if there's like VR porn games on Steam but if there is you know where does that fit in terms of like a rape simulator you know is it okay if she's just a consenting virtual character but mm. is definitely completely naked that's probably okay I suppose I, th- I but... think so yeah as long as it's as long as it's not saying you are sexually assaulting this yeah well that's what i'm saying so you're saying that that's okay but then what about a game that that features a little bit of you know resistance from the person that you're talking right i mean there are entire genres of pornography that focus on that and obviously it's all fictitious so so where do do you draw the line (laughs) where does it suddenly become like well no you can't have a game called rape day on there of course you can't well okay but can you have you know a game which is features a lot of sexual violence but they just market it under this game is not called the rape game it's called the uh the game where we go around um (sighs) breaking into people's houses you know right that's tricky it's really tricky and we've done our best as as we hope you can appreciate to to provide a balanced view on this Mm. because we've we've given our opinions but we've also shown what companies what what these three different companies have done and their, their approaches and what they've done in the past and what they're doing now um so Again, it's just it's just a very difficult one to call. We're not in a position to make these calls. Definitely. Not. I imagine that the people who are under immense pressure from advertisers and all kinds of other bodies that sometimes they maybe don't consider the consumer's opinion really mm-hmm. at the end of the day because they need to keep other people happy in this regard. They can care less. Or the other way around, you know, if they're under a lot of pressure but by, you know, their audience to uh, or their consumer base to take this game off your off your store, mm. but they're actually making maybe some 
a fair amount of money from it, you know, yeah. then the other way around, really, they're kind of thinking, well, I'd kind of rather not, to be honest, but... It's a very difficult area. But as always, we do want to hear what you think in the comments below. Should, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, but should Rape Day have been removed from Steam? Should and the public, sh uh, the, the school shooter one have been removed from Steam? Yeah. And are you okay with Sony or PlayStation making the call to have Jiggle Physics removed from a game? Personally, I don't think Jiggle Physics really add anything other than just sort of cementing gaming sort of 15, 20 years ago yeah. uh, in the past. But I don't think they should just be removed because that's a kind of game and some people like that. Mm -hmm. there yeah. are, it doesn't happen as much anymore because the industry's moved on. But when it does, I don't think necessarily there should just be a blanket rule of, well, we can't do that anymore. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, I won't, I won't miss Jiggle Physics if, no. they, if they vanish. But, like, I don't think that, like they should be forced out and that anyone who wants to include jiggle physics in their games should be, uh, you know, chastised for it. Especially using the justification of think of the children because yeah. I think that's just such a BS reason now, no, that, especially that reason is, now, yeah. you know, like parents have to take responsibility anyway. That's the, uh, that's a point we've always made in these podcasts when talking about this stuff in the past. Mm -hmm. But equally, Parental controls are so comprehensive now. Oh yeah, it, you can you can control the, just the mo most minute stuff on these consoles. They really do give you every tool to make sure your child doesn't play this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So you can't blame the platform holder, and as such, the platform holder shouldn't feel like they need to take these steps anyway, unless there's a different reason that they're just not saying. Yeah, uh, which is we've got to keep shareholders happy. Can't have the jiggle physics anymore. Mm -hmm. Again. Yeah whatever you know it's it's a really tough one to call but do let us know in the comments what you think of this whole debacle and how you think nintendo's gonna get on now that they're gonna have a load of weird games coming to switch yeah because they've said they're not gonna censor them fantastic yeah there we go peter where can people find us online we are online at team triple jump on various websites and social medias youtube.com forward slash team triple jump twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump twitter and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump if you want to support us on patreon you can do at pay you can do so at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump and you'll be able to submit questions for this podcast the podcast itself if you're watching on the video version, you can get the audio version at play.acast.com forward slash s forward slash triple jump. That's not team triple jump. Just, just, triple, just jump. triple jump. Just triple jump. The website is tripleju.mp, tripleju.mp. And the Discord uh, is bit.ly forward slash team triple jump. Wonderful. If wow. you'd like to follow us both on Twitter, you can do at that Peter Austin and, and at confused underscore dude and on Instagram at that Peter Austin and at Ben Potter 20. We do lists every Tuesday and Thursday. Streams every Monday, Tuesday and Thursday. Monday and Tuesday being on Twitch, Thursday being on YouTube. Mm. Worst Games is fortnightly. But if you're a patron, you get it two days early on the Friday. There's no Worst Games this week, but there will be one next week. Yes. Finally, the podcast is every Saturday. Please leave us a review on your platform of choice. It helps something about uh, algorithms or something like that. And please do check out the Crash Team Racing Tournament, which kicks off tonight at the time of release and is ongoing for the entire week. Uh -huh. That leaves just enough time to thank once again today's sponsor. Oh, madam, mm, you, smell, smell? you smell delicious. May I take you out for a beautiful dinner at a lovely restaurant? Because you... Mm, Oh, I know that smell. It's really nice. Fontaine's Fisheries. A couple of drops of Fontaine's Fishery. Mmm. Mm, delicious. Thank mm, you. Delicious. Mm, fish. Mm, fish. Fishers. Fish. Sid Fishers. That's why mums go to fish. It is. That, you're right. Excellent. I'd rather have a bowl of fish. Fish. Yeah. Uh, tiny honey sugar. I can't say those words anymore. No. In a, little right. honey in a little honey fish jacket. In a little fish jacket. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening slash watching everybody at home. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. 
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.